Hi, I'm Jimmy Haslip, and you're listening to Follow Your Dream podcast here with Robert Miller. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast. I am Robert Miller, your host. For the first time on this podcast, I have two guests today, both from Mandoki Soulmates, a European-based jazz rock supergroup. My first guest is Leslie Mandoki, the celebrated Hungarian drummer, percussionist, singer, composer, and leader of Mandoki Soulmates. And also joining us today is Tony Carey, a member of the band and formerly with the band Rainbow. Over the course of over 30 years, Mandoki Soulmates has included stars such as Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull, Jack Bruce, my favorite, from Cream, David Clayton Thomas from Blood, Sweat and Tears, Al Demiola, Chaka Khan, just to name a few. The various members of the band that have been in this formation have earned over 35 Grammys and sold 350 million records. Remember when we used to have records? That was the old days. <laughs> Remember when they used to sell? That's right. <laughs> the latest Mandoki Soulmates album is called Utopia for Realists. And Leslie and Tony are hosting a special YouTube event on January 15th, at which they will be premiering a video of the band's Utopia for Realists release concert that was in Budapest this last summer. So you all need to tune into that. And we always do a song fest with my musician guests. So I've asked Leslie and Tony to give me a handful of their recordings. We're going to play them. We're going to talk about them. You're going to get the backstories. And nobody else does this on podcasts. And my featured song in this episode, and I always feature a song of mine at the beginning and the end of each episode. And in this episode, the song is called The One I'm Not Supposed to See. It's from the album East Side Sessions by my band, Project Grand Slam. And I chose this song because my band also plays jazz rock fusion, just like Mandoki Soulmates. And this song is right in that jazz rock fusion pocket. So, Leslie and Tony, welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast, baby. Hey. How are you guys doing today? Shame you can't see me. I'm doing great. Can't you see? <laughs> and you washed your hair for this. I love washed that. my hair, combed it, <laughs> brushed it. Jesus. All right. So, you're on the Follow Your Dream podcast. Now, Leslie, what do you got to tell me about Follow Your Dream? Uh, you know, Chip was calling me and uh, told me that I'm going to talk to a great bass player. So I was was already very uh, uh, excited. And uh, he said, the show is entitled Follow Your Dreams. And, you know, who, whenever uh, you meet someone who is really following his dream, here I am. My father died in cancer as I was 16. And on his deathbed, he said to me, 
just two of us, we were sitting there in a, uh, at home and he said, you know, my son, please promise me that my grandchildren are never going to read censored papers. And I said, dad, but there is the iron curtain. It was in Budapest. So way uh, in a uh, uh, beginning of seventies. So, um, it was communist time, and uh, of course, censoring a paper is was a, a pretty normal of these days. So I said to my father, "How should I promise that?" And my dad said, "Hey, uh, find your way and and leave this this uh, disaster here, the communism, and and uh, live your dreams and don't dream your life." So uh, when I heard from Chip that following your dream is your is the title of your book, I was like, "Wow." What a coincidence. I Actually, my whole entire life is about to live my dreams and don't dream my life. Good for you. I believe that everybody starts out life with a dream, but most people never wind up following their dreams. Why? Because life gets in the way. Whether it's marriage or job or kids or whatever, people get off track. So if you are able to get back to whatever that dream was that you had when you were young, you're one of the fortunate people in this world. Thank you so much. But I, I have three kids and I'm married. But uh, actually, I thought that uh, that this should not take me off the track. And so I was taking all my three kids uh, all the way uh, to the studio every day. Uh, and I'm living about one and a half mile away from the studio. And then I took them on, on the road. I, and I've just recently, actually, the Christmas time, I asked my kids, how many times you've been with me in America? And they said about 35. And how many times you've been in China with me? Oh, it's about 20 times. So I, I always took them, even if they were four. And uh, all three kids of mine or ours uh, became uh, artists. And so uh, so this, they lived this dream uh, on and on. And, and as I met my wife, and she was not even starting to study, and then asked her actually pretty much in the first evening during dinner. So, what is your dream? And she said, "I would like to be a doctor." And she's a doctor today. So, and I, I did everything what I could uh, uh, as a as a musician to help her to to go that way. So, so I think um, uh, you're perfectly right. If I look back, so many people I met in my life, uh, they've been uh, taken off the track by those three things, uh, uh, wives, kids, and job. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and actually, uh, I, I, I'm a very proud of mine that I actually uh, I managed even to, uh, to build a track for my wife to, get a, uh, to be a doctor today and then be a very successful doctor. And, uh, and I was just trying to build for my kids a, a nice start in life. Uh, as an artist, so but I never left the track. A part of it that I was producing everything, but whatever I had to, I was doing it. So, so uh, I'm, I'm, this is one of the many things which is very uh, kind of uh, common uh, between TC and myself. So between Tony and Carrie. I never had a job either, <laughs> but I am I empathize with people that had a real job. I never had a real job. I never have been employed. You ever been employed? No, never. No. never. Yeah. Uh, but part of it that I, for two weeks I, I was a drummer in a traveling theater, uh, and they said that that they, they have to employ me for two weeks uh, uh, because there was a state-owned traveling theater every day, every every day another thing. So part of that. In Hungary? No, no, in Germany, Germany. In Germany yeah, and, yeah. And you know, Germany is a highly organized country. In Hungary, just for our American listeners, because uh, no one really can imagine how. A dictatorship really works for a musician. So this is the other way around. You're not allowed to not having a job. So you have to yeah. have a job. Otherwise, no unemployment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the, you had had an extra permit that you are a 
an artist, and and you have to make a kind of a serious test, you know, to to testify that you are someone that can play. So uh, it was so funny because I had the. Um, as I was in a refugee camp after escape communism and the resettlement officer said, how do you want to prove that you are a musician? I said, I can read, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. You got to tell me the story. You accumulated an incredible group of musicians to play with you. I mean, you know, from Jack Bruce to Ian Anderson, how did you do it? Very simple. As I escaped through a tunnel, uh, 75, uh, I was already uh, the leading rock and roll voice of the pro-American, anti-communist, uh, prog rock, jazz rock scene. And um, the resettlement officer, the American officer at the refugee camp asked me what the hell I would like to do now in a free vest. And my answer, which is in file, so this is everybody can see it, and the German uh, TV station, actually, the first channel was doing a documentary about my life, and they were showing that the paperwork that the resettlement officer uh, was writing that he would like to play with Ian Anderson of Jettertal, and he would like to play with Jack Bruce of Cream and with Aldi Mola of Return to Forever. And uh, m- one of my best friends was sitting next to me. His name is Gabo Chupo, and uh, he's a, he was a 22 years old cartoonist and, uh, and uh, an animator, and he was asked by the same resettlement officer, so what would you like to do? This is crazy guy, I want to play with Ian Anderson of Chattata and Jack Bruce of Cream and, and Aldi Mola, but what the hell is your plan? He said, I would like to go to Hollywood and start uh, my movie. And his first success was Simpsons. The second was Rugrats, then was Duckman and Real Monsters. So uh, Gabor and myself, your best buddy still. So, and the current album, he made the videos for that. So, so we just reunited again. Good for you. A lot of good people around you. Yeah, thank you so much. You have to add to that that, that Leslie's like a real refugee. I'm like a spiritual refugee. I left America after Vietnam. I had enough of the guns and all that shit. But Leslie's a real refugee. He 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 fled through a tunnel in, uh, and left the Iron Curtain at risk, at grave peril, with two other guys in 1975, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, like he ran for his life and he made it to from Hungary to to, to Germany. And there was some danger involved. My only danger was a plane crash. And uh, I've I've been here since the 70s myself, since 78. So, Leslie, tell us about this escape. This is this is fascinating. Okay, You, you escaped from Hungary. You went to Germany. Tell us a little bit about that. And number one, I, I told to everybody who was asking me what I'm planning in Germany, I said nothing. I would like to go to America because this is my dreamland. But uh, all of a sudden, uh, Klaus Doldinger, who, uh, uh, who was the leader of the, let's put this way around, the jazz rock scenery in Germany. So he, the passport was the German weather report. And um, I knew him from an Eastern European jazz festival. So I called him and I said, I escaped through a tunnel and uh, here I am. And he was so lovely. He was so nice. And he's still playing with us home. He's 85 years old now. And he said, stay wherever you are. Uh, uh, tell me the, the street names where you are and sit in the next coffee place. I will drive up to Munich and, and I will tell you how to get into the uh, uh, studio scene. And so I became a studio cat. And, and it was that time in Munich uh, where the Stones here and the Purple and Alton John, Rainbow. Freddie Mercury even lived, Rainbow, of course. Uh, Freddie Mercury even lived here. And uh, so Queen were recording, and it was huge. Uh, Donna Summer, 
you know, um, and uh, that was actually Los Angeles, New York, London, and Munich were the fourth biggest production uh, city. And so I, I, you know, I became the, the session drummer for everyone. So, uh, and uh, thanks to Coach Doldinger and Udo Lindenberg. And, and uh, then I, I said, okay, I have a dream. And so I, I called, um, I was touring with someone and, and I, I met the local promoter of Jatrata. So I, I said, I would like to, you know, meet with Ian Anderson and uh, Ian and myself, we became friends and the same happened with Aldi Maola and Jack Bruce. And so, so uh, about 30 years ago, I said, okay, now it's time to live my dreams and don't dream my life. So let's get together. And, uh, and, and it was really uh incredibly joyful because we got together in my studio, uh, David Clay Thomas of Blood from Tears and uh, Jack Bruce of Cream, Bobby Kimmel of Toto, Ian Anderson of Jadotal, and Ali Maola, Randy and Michael Bracker, uh, um, Bill Evans, Mike Stern. And uh, so I, I thought that everybody really knows each other. And I just had to realize that I'm the Hungarian refugee just introducing the guys <laughs> to each other. And it was so funny. And uh, all of a sudden, and a very simple question came up. Said, uh, there are the greatest prog rock guys and the greatest jazz rock guys. So I mean, what, what the hell is the plan, the musical, the artistical plan? And I said, it's very simple. As I was 16, I was, I, 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 I was the proud owner of the fourth generation mono tape copy of Aqualung of Chetrata. So uh, I was so attracted by the prog rock of, but which is actually a great a British thing, you know, uh, and uh, I, I loved it. I loved the lyrical content. I loved the, the compositions, the harmony world and the way of the production. So it was, you know, the early Genesis and Chetrata, of course, and King Crimson and Emerson Lincoln Palmer and, and you know, all this. But I was in the same very same moment. I was so impressed by the American jazz rock about uh, for, by the virtuosity or the soloistical brilliance, you know. Uh, and that was I was mit- missing in the British prog rock, you know, this this brilliant playing. So you combine the two, and I said, I'm the one who has to combine the melt together, the 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 the, 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 the brilliance of the fusion uh, jazz rock thing, you know, with the prog rock thing, huh? The progress thing, and and everybody's kind of looking at me, but not hey, after 30 years, it's so self explanatory. <laughs> now it works <laughs> <laughs> for you as a bass player. We started with um, Jack Bruce, and and we had uh, some sessions, Anthony Jackson with us, and Victor Bailey and Pino yeah, Palladino. You had some great bass players, and uh, now it's uh, Richard Bona with us, and Steve Bailey uh, was playing on the last record, a couple of tunes, so um. All right. If any of these guys can't make it, you give me a call. All right. All right. Absolutely. Are you playing fretless too? I can't play fretless, but I, I play a four string. I'm not one of these guys that's go to five and six string. I play. A, no, no. A I love four strings. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. I hate stick to that. <laughs> stick to that. And and um and, and if you have a Fender Precision, so to stick to that, please. All right. Now I got it. Uh, my Fender Precision. You're going to like this story because I bought it in a pawn shop in the okay. early '70s. It's a 1960. Fender Precision that I that cost me a hundred dollars. Okay, <laughs> that was my that's best urban, investment that's ever. That's an urban myth. I don't believe a word of it. Everybody's got there. I got I got Stevie Ray Vaughan's guitar for sixty bucks. Everybody Hendrix's. Everybody's got that. I don't believe it. Uh, I'll have to prove it to you. That's all there is. Cool. To a, six, a sixty precision. A sixty precision. A hundred dollars. Sixty-two years old. I had to negotiate that for the hundred. He wanted a hundred and ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Anyway. laughs> 
Hey, everybody. My Follow Your Dream Handbook is an Amazon number one bestseller. It's a combination memoir of my unique musical journey and a step-by-step how-to for you to follow and succeed at your dream. It's available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Check it out today. All right, listen, I want to cover some of your music in the second half of this interview. Okay, so your friend uh, Lucas gave me a couple of cuts that I want to go through. We're going to play them underneath, and I want you guys to talk about them. The first one goes back to 1997. It's a song called On and On. Remember when we slept a day or ran into the night? Time goes by. We've joined the Well, <laughs> I didn't know what, what kind of uh, songs uh, Lucas was giving you. So the one and on is, is uh, actually one of our first uh, radio hits. And this is about, you know, um, the song is about that we all had these teenage moments, you know, that uh, well, we could uh, go through the night and, and sleep until noon, you know, and, and, and read into the night and, uh, and, and talk with friends, you know, and, and we didn't have any regulations, no bills to pay, uh, uh, you know, just, just uh, the good old days, days. huh? <laughs> good old days. And, um, so one day, uh, as as uh, as I as happened to me the same thing, you know, we were just in the studio and we we talked with the measles until the morning light, and then I, so I came to bed around six o'clock in the morning, and and but I had to get up at eight because you know uh, the studio and all your guys around, you know, the engineers and the office stuff and everything. So you have a regulated life, and and that 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 song came out like like. Uh, was written by life type of thing because uh, it was just uh, wow uh, uh, it's on and on more and more and because uh, we we can't sleep into the you know the lunchtime anymore and all this so we, we became grown up uh, adult people so it's about you know remembering as a as a as a guy with our three kids and the wife and and a bunch of guys around in the studio who I have a responsible for um and remembering to the those days where we were just you know have, hanging out with the band until the morning you know <laughs> and, uh, and sleeping into the night, day so uh, and this is about that all right that's you lost it. me at adult <laughs> It's a great song. It's a lot of fun to play live. It's one of the ones that I really, really like live. It's got a very spacey vamp at the end. that can go 15 minutes, depending on how many solos we got or who's hungriest on that night. But it's a very cool song to play live. People always like it. All right. Sounds good. All right. The next one. This is from 2002, Last Day of Summer. Please forgive me. Don't ask the reason why. For the tears now, we both had to cry 
From the mountains of faith to the river of tears, our foolish pride just said goodbye. The last day of summer, sitting here now, and feel the pouring rain. The summer's gone now, and you are home again. From the mountains of faith to the river of tears, our foolish pride just said goodbye. The last day of summer, gloomy. Took you away the last day of summer, just without a word to say. The last day of summer, no tears left to cry, no chance for one more try. You just love me, goodbye. Oh, it's again,、uh, you know. We are songwriters, and we we are very happy that we are entitled to collect some,、uh, uh, you know, writer shares and publishing shares. But、uh, honestly, we are, I was not writing this song; it was written by life, and I just wrote it down.、Um, uh, the story is very simple. I was in New York. Uh, uh, and uh, we recorded actually with Michael and Randy Brecker and Andy Jackson、um, and、uh, Steve Kahn and, and Mike Stern, and so.、Uh, And it was until Saturday, very late, and Sunday night I was flying back to Germany, and、uh, in the Sunday morning I went to the studio just to pack and label everything, and in the afternoon I was、uh, going to the Hampstead,、uh, to Hampstead,、um, to the Hampton Star, and、uh, I was sitting on a、uh, kind of by waterfront on the water in a kind of coffee place, and and this was end of September. I kind of. Started to be chilly, and the people started to leave, and it was about five-ish. And、uh, I, I saw an elderly guy, and I had the imagination that he must be a poet. You know, he was writing in his uh, uh, little book, and and、uh, all of a sudden, only him and me, and we were just there because we got a little chilly. And and the waitress、uh, gave me the imagination that she's not a waitress; she's a student. And next、uh, Monday. Um, so, the, uh, so the day after that is、uh, at NYU. Just at the semester was starting. So, so I had a, 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 and she was just going to him, and and she was a beautiful looking girl, and she was maybe twenty two, and she was giving him a, the last coffee, and and the way she turned to me, and and the way he, this gentleman, was looking at her, I had, hey, this is the last day of summer. Uh, sitting here now, feel the pouring rain. So, so it, the the song came to me as it, you know, this happened, and uh,、um, so it is always beautiful to to having a chance to write down a situation what was written by life. And and、uh, Tony actually、uh, joined the band and came up to me,、uh, and it was funny because this is the most simple song that we ever、uh, perform on the show.、Um, but but everybody who writes songs like Tony. Uh, came up to say, "I love this." It's a little honest three and a half minute song, which is not usual for soulmates, but um, but um, I love it. And、uh, with a clarinet solo, wow, of John, unbelievable from John Haleywell from Supertramp, unbelievable clarinet solo.、Oh, he's、great. beautiful. He's great. Let me let me say a word about last year's summer that you forgot, Leslie. I had a top forty hit in America with the first day of summer. Everybody, go Google me. It's on YouTube. It was top forty. It was a big, huge hit. It was an MTV smash. 
So, but I didn't know that last day of summer had a significance. In Hungary, the last day of summer, it would be like Labor Day is here. That is that when you're in America, in the States, is, is traditionally when you have the celebration because you're going back to work after that. Yeah. And, and exactly, I didn't know that till this year. You told me that when we were in Budapest. And mine was on the is like a Steinbeck type of thing. On the first day of summer, the whole world knows your name. You know, the, the, the horizon is unlimited. Your kid, girls in their summer dresses and all that. So. All right. You covered the whole summer from the first to the I last. I think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is wonderful. All and, right. And that's you know, terrific. Just to give you for you as a bass player, uh, to give you a laugh on the uh, last day of summer, there was a 16 bar solo. And as uh, Tony is just mentioning, John Hollywood is taking the solo on clarinet because he's uh, but everybody was getting, uh, Ali Mola, Bill Evans, everybody was, uh, uh, but uh, we just made a kind of uh, audition on that solo. So, and everybody said, John, this is yours. Because uh, he was he was just uh, playing a clarinet solo. It's just, I'm it's just gorgeous. It's written in stone now. Right, listen, yeah. I loved Super Tramp and the, what he did on the, on the clarinet. That was great. Cool guy too. Funny, funny, funny guy. A gentleman, a really true British gentleman. English, <laughs> English gentleman. Yeah. Terrific. Okay, next one from 2019, Young Rebels. Letter to the new kids fighting, taking it out to the front. Living is a strange song playing, but the track is only playing once. Shoes from the cold summertime to the hot winter time, Fridays for future. us about that oh tony I, I leave this up to you because uh uh this is uh this is what uh actually the connection between us old rebels and the young rebels because the challenges of our life uh, of our world are so tremendous that i do believe that we only can overcome those challenges if young rebels and old rebels that we are are just joined. well there's old farts like me and leslie we're, but we're both born in 53 yeah and then there's kids coming up right now that are born in uh, 2003, and um, they kind of have to, I'm going to do a really clever thing here. They're going to have to take the torch from us, as it were, if this was a, <laughs> a if this was America. Hey, listen, you're getting to the fourth song early. So I know that. I, I don't want do you to do that. Clever. Don't jump can, the gun I'm here. Telepathic, tell, I'm telepathic, and the message of, of, of uh, young rebels have to kind of, pick up i won't say the word 
the baton that people pass off in the Olympics there you go. at the 400 meter mark, they're going to have to pick that up and go with it because it's their turn. Now we'll come to something that that's, that's pretty much what it is. And uh, one of the lyric lines is a, a lot of them have to directly do with the, with the, with the, the, the communist, the, the Russian invasion of Budapest in 1956 and there's fighting in the streets and there's uh, guns and bombs and hopelessness and the kids, uh, Leslie was only three years old, but let's say the kids, uh, uh, eventually so make the decision to, to go through the tunnel, get out, get away from the Iron Curtain, go for it, and some of them don't. And we're looking for the young rebels that make the decision to take this object I won't mention yet and and carry on in the in the in the in the marathon with it. Right. So now song number four was The Torch. <laughs> <laughs> On the time that we borrowed Unforgiving tomorrow My friends And now we see The blueprint of our destiny Is losing the chance to be young again We've smoked the twine Chopped up a line And you'll pay the dues You'll pay the fine We did the crime But you will do the time We are no soldiers of your future Stay hungry, foolish, young I live this, uh, also to Tony because this is really the, uh, what he was just uh, explaining to you. As I was free and, and this revolutionary uh, uh, uprise uh, was taking place against uh, the, the communism, there were young kids. They were 16 and 17. And one day I was talking to my kids and said, you know uh, how it f- may feels like to, to, to just die for freedom? You know, that your longing for freedom is so strong. And in the torch, we were just trying to put in every line and every melody and every harmony and the whole song. Uh, this what what we, with our experience, we both uh, been born 53, that uh, what we really would like to uh, tell about our life experience to our kids is actually for our kids. I mean, this, the, the, we, had a, we had, this was an amazing session. Leslie was writing, we had these big, piece of paper they're like uh, poster, <laughs> poster board he was writing lyrics down like this and a guy was running them into me and i was trying to put them into sentences and we did this amazing session we, 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 we no change the word change the word change yeah, the yeah word. it was amazing all night it was a fantastic session but we we distilled all of that down to be strong be brave and stay hungry as the advice that we would give to 
the next generation. Like my, I have grandkids, you know, and uh, I also have three daughters. And uh, be strong, be brave, stay hungry. We're passing on the torch. And it's, 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 that's, it's pretty much that simple is that somebody's got to give command to the young rebels. Because yep. our rebellious days aren't over, but they're, you know, the sun's they're starting dwindling. to go down. They're, they're dwindling. <laughs> well, you went from a baton to a torch. I like that because that's red hot, okay? Hey. Red hot. <laughs> hey. All right, listen. You they guys call me got... Mr. Allegory. They call me lots of, lots of shit, but yeah. You got this great event coming up on the 15th. You, you, your, your new album or most recent album is Utopia for Realists. You shot a film, as I understand it, at this immense concert this past summer, and you guys are going to do a premiere of this film on YouTube. So tell us a little bit about the album and the concert and the film and get your little promo in here, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, for me, it, I was born in Budapest. So going back and... Uh, and uh, you know that was the only city in that very moment uh, in the summer where you could in Europe you could really play for uh, thirty thousand people, and uh, it was such an atmosphere. Uh, and you know everybody came. I mean, Tony, how was it for you? I mean, uh, it, it was just uh, it, everything. Feel Pretty good gig. <laughs> we had thirty thousand people in front of, now I forget the name of the dome. What, what cathedral was it? St. St. Stephen? Yeah, no. yeah. St. Stephen, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was in Vienna. No, no. It's okay, St. Stephen's dome. Amazing. And uh, 30,000 people in front. And we, we had, the, I think, the nicest lineup we've had in a long, long time. We had Richard Bona, who's just gigantic, and Mike, and Randy, and Bill, and me and Leslie. And, and nobody was nervous. We're never nervous. But the groove was there from the from the go, it was three and a half hours long. It was like, which is in our case, about four songs. <laughs> and uh, we, we played all four, the whole repertoire. It was, a, it was a pretty good gig, Leslie. I loved it. I, I really, really, really now liked it. This was it. in the middle of the pandemic. You got 30,000 people. Huh? Yeah. There was a window, though. There was a window when Hungary had the lowest rate in Europe. They had like four infections per 100,000, nothing. Now it's up to like, a hundred times that yeah. now, at least. And we had this lull in August and, and it was like, could we do it? Could we not do it? The British guys couldn't come over. Uh, uh, there was a travel restriction from the UK. So right. we had, we had the New York guys, the Americans, basically. I live here anyway. And we had the core band. They all live in Germany. And it was a terrific gig. And, uh, but it was filmed so well. How many cameras did they use? Those? 16 cameras. But, but the, the, what the Tony, what you didn't got, and this is how many did you use? Because I had six. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what was really uh, extraordinary at the afternoon, uh, we were just finished with the sound check, you know, and uh, Tony and everybody, you know, went into the rooms and dressing rooms. And about five iconic Hungarian musicians, uh, including the, uh, the local promoter, came up to me in Hungarian and said, and they were pulling me aside. And they said to me, Leslie, you came back to the time where you were born. Uh, with all these American superstars just to finish up your career. And we said, oh, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Because look, that I mean, everybody would expect that you guys are playing your big hits, you know, and then you go through all the smashes, uh, all the smashes. And what you have in mind is just to play 
total fresh new music as a kind of release concert. It was just a couple of weeks before the release of the new album. And you, you're going to play in one pass a huge rock suite of two and a half, three hours. And you must be totally crazy. You must be insane. Uh, the people are going to stand up and just, just kind of walk away. I've told you that a few times, Leslie, but uh, what, he's, what <laughs> Leslie's referring to, that you're fucking nuts, but what Leslie's referring to is uh, the piece we played, I think it's 72 minutes, Leslie, is Hungarian Pictures Suite based on Bela Bartok's out there stuff, like Stravinsky out there, way, way, way out there. Not like Mozart, not like Beethoven, not pretty, not hummable, just, just frenetic, crazy, sometimes Folk song, beautiful, and sometimes out of your mind, bad trip, crazy. 72 minutes, huh? Hey, why not? You know? Good for you. Some of the New York guys were reading music. I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, and, so was I. <laughs> and and so, was, so it was so uh, joyful because I said to the, uh, you know, to the, all these iconic Hungarian rock freaks, I said, look, we are here to give to the people new music. This album and this concert is going to be the answer. There's going to be the uh, utopia for realists. That's what we need now, an utopia and uh, for realists. And this is going to be the light at the end of the COVID tunnel. And because music is the greatest unifier, here we are with, uh, with this huge diversity on stage, uh, with the love of music, with the love of people. And, and, and I said to the guys, you will see it, that it's going to be standing ovation for on and on and on. It's exactly the way it happened. That, uh, that the 30,000 people just freaked out because they understood the message that, that we were trying to owe them something to, to audience. They were just uh, allowing Tony and all the rest of the gang and myself, this life, what we live in, that we're living in the sunny side of life. And then we, we are propelled by their uh, love of music. Uh, our creativity is just, uh, our voice is only as loud as, a, as the audience is allowing uh, us to be loud. So make long story short, we thought it was time to give back. Uh, to the audience, our care, our love, and our th- uh, uh, the way we, how thankful we are for them. And and uh, and I said then uh, uh, two messages. I'm saying thank you for sharing your vision, um, thank you for being in my life, and thank you for allowing in yours. This was the one. That's lovely. Can I just add one thing? <laughs> one more thing. Sure. Well, is is that we were so lucky that Budapest was the only spot that we could really play. Because Leslie playing Budapest is like Springsteen New Jersey, playing yeah. <laughs> a giant stadium, or 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 Billy Joel playing MSG, huh? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So anyway, we got lucky. You guys are great. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I want to wish you all the best with Mandoki Soulmates and this film that you got coming out. It's just been great. Thank you so much for being on. And now we're going to listen again to the song that started off the episode. It's my song called The One I'm Not Supposed to See. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band, at projectgrandslam.com and at the pgsstore.com. <laughs>